0: Welcome to the Fuck Saving Face Podcast. I'm your host, Judy Tsui, and together we'll explore mental and emotional health for Asian Americans, especially breaking through any taboo topics. Life may not always be pretty, but it is indeed beautiful. Let's make your story beautiful today. Alrighty, season one is getting ready to wrap up and there are a few more exciting interviews that are in queue as well as a bunch that are recorded and ready to go and scheduled for season two. So I hope you will continue to tune in. We're going to wrap up this season with this week. We'll be talking about a featured triathlete who is also plant-based and works for Google to create this health equity initiative. We'll be talking with a trauma therapist who works with the Red Cross and really helps us understand you know, that you can go through your trauma with a capital T. Or trauma with a lowercase t and how to manage that, as well as a ketamine therapist. So a doctor who administers ketamine therapy as a way to break through repetitive PTSD and stress and conditions, mental and emotional health challenges that are really difficult to break through when it comes to other healing modalities. They're going to be really informative and insightful interviews that I hope you experience this kind of expanded consciousness and can share with your friends if you find that it relates or just simply understanding that there are so many ways in which we can become healthy, thriving human beings. And if it works for you, great. You can let it fit. And if it doesn't work for you, then you can just let it float on by. For this week, we will be interviewing Chief M. You know, you can go to her Instagram and find all of the incredible races that she's participated in. She was living on Hawaii when we were having our conversation and really goes through and talks about what it was like for her Vietnamese parents who emigrated over to the U.S., how that impacted her as pursuing and becoming an endurance athlete and, you know, developing a body shape that wasn't what was considered traditionally feminine or beautiful. If you do go to her Instagram at fit underscore fam, you'll see that she's representing diversity in sports. She competes in Ironman triathlons and that she works as a UX designer at Google, creating a health equity tracker, which is all about providing a detailed view of health outcomes based on race, gender, age, socioeconomic status, and more with the end goal to contextualize health inequities facing communities of color and to empower policymakers with the information they need to advance health equity in the U.S. It was a remarkable conversation and I hope you'll tune in on Wednesday to learn more from her. For today's personal essay, I want to kind of explore one of the things that we talk about in the interview as well, which is becoming plant-based. Growing up in a traditional Chinese household not eating meat was seen as a very weird thing. I went to Berkeley, I discovered that you can be vegetarian and vegan, and so I started exploring some of that, and you'll hear in today's story how that didn't really fly in my family of origin, they just didn't understand, You know, didn't really support it. It's interesting because my sister married a man who is vegan, and so now my parents have made a concerted effort to create more plant-based foods to accommodate this relationship and this dynamic. They've also become more health conscious as they've aged, which maybe you've also experienced with your parents. And so, some of the foods that we ate growing up, which I love, are not really things that we eat anymore. However, my parents have also become expert dumpling makers and bun makers. If you went to my Instagram, Wildhearted Words or Fuck Saving Face, you would see the <laughs> buns that my dad makes, where they look like restaurant style quality. He's making jiaozi, baozi all of these incredible things, and it's become a passion of theirs. As they also learn how to adapt it to be more organic and healthy. Alrighty, for today's essay, the only experience I had with vegetarianism growing up was going to the Buddhist temple, and then understanding that Buddhist monks don't eat meat. They would provide this amazing buffet of food and all of it was vegetarian. I always felt so good, so nourished, so loved going into the temple and eating those meals. I could feel that they were prepared with a different kind of intention and how wonderful the food tasted even though it didn't have any meat. When I later went to go visit my aunt in Taiwan and my mother came from California to meet me there as I was living in China and working as an editor, she took me to this famous vegetarian restaurant. At the time, I was suffering from my eating disorders, so my whole perspective with food and body image was completely skewed, and yet, once again, I marveled at how delicious vegetarian food could be. When I got back from college at Berkeley, I told my mom I had become a vegetarian. Then, she made a bunch of homemade cooking with pork bits in it, and I kind of forgot. She also kind of made fun of me. Being vegetarian was silly. Chinese immigrant parents didn't have access to meat when they were growing up, so by the time they got to the States and could afford it, then they wanted it as much as possible. It was a sign of success. You didn't suddenly choose to become a vegetarian for no reason. Why would you do that? It must be similar to the way that they fled communist China as children, grew up as outsiders in Taiwan, then came to the US to raise their children, to have hopefully a better lifestyle than they had, and then feel so weird that they're eldest daughter, me, chose to then move to China to teach English, then become an editor of a magazine, then choose to move to Taiwan with her young daughter so that she could learn Mandarin. They did ask me, why are you doing these things? I thought I was doing these things that they would be proud of, but they didn't get it. Taiwan is so dangerous now, they said, identifying now with their Chinese roots. Wait, I said to them, you live in LA. Do you know how dangerous living in LA is? I wouldn't let my daughter run around by herself in LA, but in Taiwan, I would let her roam about in the MRT subway stations. I wasn't worried. I knew that everyone had an eye on her. One time when we were trying to board the subway, both of my hands were full of groceries. And so I couldn't help my daughter when she fell into the gap. Her leg fell into the opening between the platform and the train. So before I even had a chance to drop my bags of groceries, Someone else immediately picked her up and then put her in the seats that were reserved for pregnant women, children, or the elderly. When I was a yoga teacher and a travel writer in my early 30s, I went on a press trip with the first family ever to summit Mount Everest. Jordan Romero was 12 or 13 at the time, and he and his father were featured in Outside Magazine. One of the triathletes at the race asked, wait, you're a yoga teacher and you eat meat? This triathlete was fit he was vegan. He didn't get the contradiction. I tried to be vegetarian and then vegan again when I got back from that trip. But when I was teaching yoga, it just didn't work for my body. I would go from a cat-cow pose to a standing pose and in front of my entire class, I would black out for a second because my blood pressure would drop too fast. Maybe I wasn't doing it right, or maybe my body simply wasn't designed for this. Either way, I couldn't stay vegan for long even though I believed in the reasons why people do this. I honor the premise, I honor people's choices, and I also started learning that we were all doing the best that we can, and maybe someone else's expectations or wants for us isn't actually the right fit for what our physical body needs, what our emotional body needs, what our mental, spiritual, energetic body needs. This week, I interviewed Chi Pham, And we talk about what it means to be physically strong as a woman, as a woman of color, an Asian American Pacific Islander, of how to pursue the things that you want and meet your parents halfway in a conversation that she had when her parents came out to visit her and she asked them what they wanted to do as they were on the Big Island and they didn't have a response for her. You'll hear that beauty and health and your personal pursuit of your passions can be redefined in so many ways. I'm looking forward to sharing her interview with you, and I hope you will tune in on Wednesday. Connect with you then. Please rate my mom's podcast. Give her five stars. If you want to chat with my mom, go to goodpods.com. That's where you can follow and talk to your favorite podcast hosts, like my mom. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard and know someone in your life who might also benefit from hearing this episode, please feel free to share it with them. Also, if you'd like to support our show, you can make a one-time donation at fucksavingface.com or you can make a recurring donation at patreon.com forward slash fucksavingface. That's fuck without the U subscribe today to stay tuned for all future episodes.